0: West Virginia is a small state with a big presence. For decades, Democratic Senator Robert C. Byrd dominated its politics in his long career and from his perch as Majority Leader in the United States Senate and then as Appropriations Committee Chairman, where he funneled billions of dollars in infrastructure and influence to his home. Now two of Byrd's heirs, one a Democrat, Joe Manchin, one a Republican, Shelley Moore Capito, are flexing their own political muscle in the Senate and find themselves at the center of debates over President Joe Biden's expansive agenda. We're joined today by Andrea Billups, the news director for West Virginia Public Broadcasting, to discuss how the Mountain State has become kind of the center of the political universe. Andrea, welcome to Political Theater.
1: Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. So let's let's talk
0: a little bit about these two figures, uh, Joe Manchin and and Shelley Moore Capito. Shelley Moore Capito has been uh, up, up until uh, the, Negotiations broke down uh, th- this week between her and President Joe Biden. At kind of the center of this infrastructure package, this multi-billion-dollar infrastructure package that Congress is is uh, is debating, uh, and and Joe Manchin is is really almost the fulcrum of the United States Senate right now. I mean, he uh, came out in opposition to. Uh, a, a high priority bill from House Democrats and 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 House, and Senate Democrats, a uh, voting uh, overhaul bill, and w- and when he voiced his opposition to it, it basically declared it. Kind of over. Um, I mean, very few people have that kind of power. Let's let's talk about them. Uh, You you uh, have been a journalist for for years and have also studied uh, the the state and its politics uh, from academia and journalism. Um, Let's talk about. Let's let's start with Joe Manchin first. He's a former governor and and uh, um, and has been there a little longer than uh, than Capito. And where he where he comes from and what his you know evolution of him as a politician.
1: So I would have to say that Joe Manchin is about as true blue West Virginian as you could get. Um, he grew up in a town called Farmington. And I think the closest larger place to Farmington is Morgantown. Maybe you could say Fairmont is a city that would be closer to him. But he he is a, a homegrown product. He attended West Virginia University. His grandfather was a, a merchant. His father um, was a merchant and he he studied business administration and he i would say that his he comes by politics as a legacy because both his grandfather and his father were mayors of his hometown um and he burst onto the political scene as a state lawmaker i believe in eighty two And um, since then, he has sort of ascended the ranks. He served in the House of Delegates here in the Senate and moved on as our Secretary of State and then became governor and then, you know, went to Washington. And so um, his tentacles in politics run deep and they straddle generations and I am going to have to say that because of that, because he has sort of seen West Virginia evolve politically over those years, I think it probably has informed some of his thinking. And, and people should understand, you know, why he sort of operates independently now. Um, I, I think he sees the way forward, but he knows where West Virginia came from. And I do not think that his thinking is out of lockstep with a lot of people here, even people who may now identify as Republican.
0: Yeah. And that's one of those interesting things about West Virginia to me is that when I, I, back in 2000, 2001, 2002, I I was living there. I was in the AmeriCorps program um, and uh, and then I taught. And at that point, there were a a lot of people identified, you know, formally as as Democrats, but it was... um, it was a very certainly on a cultural level very conservative um more more in line with um you know kind of the, the politics of my home state arizona uh, and and with with some you know some key differences about the support for unions uh and 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 things like that but it, it's it seems like it, one of the one of the things that makes west virginia so unique is that it's hard to peg as uh, solely conservative, solely liberal, solely Democratic, solely Republican. And Manchin, as you're describing, he he seems to embody that, that he's, I mean, he's first a West Virginian as opposed to being a Democrat, for instance.
1: No, I've lived in a lot of places. And when people find out I'm from West Virginia, they're always very curious because it's hard for people to put a finger on the state. Um, it's kind of hard to get to. <laughs> Um, If you look at the terrain and landscape here, you you have to realize that the people who settled this place had to be independent, because um, it's a tough place to crawl through to this day. Um, And I think that that sort of has bred a culture of independence. Um, I think that it has also perhaps bred sort of some insular thinking and what have you. But, you know, when we toss out words like conservative in this era... Um, you know, I, I I'd like to be very careful about doing that dance because if I, I love when journalists who are from major media outlets parachute into places like West Virginia and try and they stay here for all of 48 hours, they do the toe touch and they try to you know encapsulate how West Virginians feel. And, and I just read a New York Times story this morning about. West Virginia and politics and mansion and, the, you know, um, I, I think the gentleman who penned that story got it maybe 70% right. Um, but I, I think that to understand West Virginia, you need to spend some time with these people because there's a lot of nuance. When you say that we're conservative here, you know, that, that sort of rings a lot of bells and whistle- whistles in political Washington that I don't really think apply. These are not sort of firebrand, um, Ted Cruz Republicans here in West Virginia, per se. They are not that kind of strident thinkers. Um, I think West Virginians, who even identify as Republicans in this era, are still very moderate people. And I think that Joe Manchin knows that, and people know that about him, too. I still don't see him as an outlier overall. I still think he represents values that are conservative. And what does that mean? Well, I mean, to me, at least, it means that he's a family guy. He grew up in a close-knit family. He's a father of four kids. But he he lives in a marriage where his wife still cuts his hair, but she is still very engaged in her own way. She still does her thing. Is that a modern marriage? I think it is. Um, Joe Manchin spends a lot of time back home. Um, we just opened a clinic here in Charleston on the west side um, a, t- a, a side of town in charleston where where I think people have been forgotten for a while, and there he both he and Shelley morecavado were there for this for this ribbon cutting and putting their faces out there and i I think there 's a lot of nuance when you say West Virginia is a red state I mean yes, it has trended red over the last twenty years, especially in its presidential politics. But um Joe Manchin is not out of step with a lot of people here
0: with some of the stances that he's taken politically um you know he he wrote a an op ed for the uh charleston uh Gazette mail uh recently in which he stated his opposition to uh this this bill that would that would change you know it would establish minimum standards on voting and and it gets into campaign finance and so forth um that's that's made him um sort of persona non grata with some of his colleagues who, who really, you know, they're, they're not happy about that, but it doesn't, I mean, it, it seems to me that he is canny enough that he knows that that's not, uh, that that's where his constituents are, that that's where his state seems to be.
1: So let's uh, let me answer that by jumping back. So people who are, the reason why there was a democratic stronghold in the state for so long is, I think can be traced to the labor movement here. You know, um, the unions held sway here. Um, they told a lot of their workers how to vote and, and their workers voted and that was a Democrat always. And now, you know, you, that, that labor presence is, you know, very diminished here. Um, coal has struggled, um, the state industry. And so, you know, that has, now that people are sort of out from under what I would call the, the thumb of labor, I think people are thinking independently, and so they have shifted and drifted to the republican party i mean and and I think there are reasons for that i mean this this legislation that um Joe Manchin has said he's going to refuse to support this voter rights legislation um, I would have to say and and I don't speak for him, but if if I had to guess his thinking about this, I would say that he does really. He does not care what the progressive wing of his party cares about. Those things are not aligned with his long-term personal values. Um, and even though um, people who are on the squad and that are newer members of Congress who sort of get a lot of CNN hits and um, you know, uh, they're keyboard warriors, they're all over Twitter uh, running it. I, I think that Joe Manchin just doesn't care what they think. I think he, he thinks I'm 73. I've been at this political game for a long, long time and none of your pressure makes any sense to me. I'm, I have nothing to lose here. I'm, he, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna vote my conscience in almost everything. And you can see if you just sort of look at things he's supported and hasn't supported, he's back and forth in alignment with his party per se.
0: And in some ways, I mean, if if he is attacked by you know some of the progressives, uh, particularly in the House, I mean, that may even help him uh, because he can he can point to that and say, like, I I'm not I'm not I'm being attacked, you know, by people who are out of uh, what I think is out of the mainstream of West Virginia politics, and and almost uses it as like it it may even uh, bolster because uh, you know the he he has had no trouble you know with the, the any kind of progressive. Uh, primary challenges in in the past and um if if anything he would probably have to worry about a a a challenge from the right uh in in in
1: any kind of primary i suspect that's what's setting up for him during this next time around should he decide to run again i mean he didn't win this this last re-election by a whole lot you know in deference to that i mean the over under is um I don't know that I see anyone emerging in the wings here who has the kind of political clout that could, you know, um, marshal some support. I don't know who that next person waiting for him is, is going to be. Um, I think he is more popular in West Virginia than outsiders might allow. And I do think that um, him sort of pushing back hard on the progressives there in Washington um, will help him here. People here certainly do not identify with those people. Let's
0: talk about Shelley Moore Capito now, uh, because, I mean, she is, um, you know, she she was a House member uh, from, uh, I believe it was District 2. Um, that's, you know, sort of a, um, some parts of the panhandle and, and central part of the state. Um, and, I mean, this will be... Realigned. This will be a, a. It'll be a different house district, but but it was you know parts of Charleston and uh, reaching into the Highlands. Um, her father was Archmore, uh, former former governor, so she she knows politics. Uh, like like Mansion comes from a political family, and she also seems to be very. You know, in tune, she, I mean, she is, um, you know, I mean, she, she is a Republican. She identifies with the Republican Party, but she also seems to have her own constituency that allows her to, say, negotiate with the president on infrastructure outside of uh, the party leadership. Let's, let's, let's talk about her and how she got to this point.
1: Shelley comes from a very political family. Her father was Arch Moore, who was a two term governor of West Virginia. Um, you know, she went to Holden Arms. Um, is is there a, a a private school within the <laughs> confines of of DC? And I suspect that her early background shaped her political savvy. Um, I don't necessarily think that she thinks like a West Virginian, but if if there is a certain thing as a progressive Republican inside West Virginia, I think she hits that bar. Um, I would have to tell you that I would imagine the Biden administration was um, very glad that it was her that had come to them on behalf of Republicans to negotiate the infrastructure package because she seems like a measured person. I mean, I think, like if she and Joe Manchin share anything, I think it is their desire to put their focus on West Virginia. Both of them are not sitting around again with a finger in the air, wondering what you know what will will um, scan as popular. They're not looking again for their next media hit. You don't. See, it's not that they don't do media, but they they are not kind of courting that attention. I mean, Shelly is an interesting woman. Um, she's a distance runner. I see her out in the community. She's very preppy. She, she doesn't really super scan West Virginian for me. You know, she, she scans more in the Jay Rockefeller lane for me just in, in her outward appearances. But I think that she's very plain spoken. And I, I think that um, that works well for the people who are here in her district. You know, again, we see her here. Um, out and about she just threw out the first pitch at a minor league baseball game you know she's she is very engaged here but but i think that she too is that indefinable republican right now you know what is the republican party now i, I think that's very confusing But she is that sort of moderate middle of the road independent version of her party you know um and I think that she and Manchin, you know, when I was preparing to talk to you, uh, one thing that kind of dove back for me, and this is in the Wayback Machine, and that is, I remember when there were two lawmakers when I worked in Washington, um, Connie Mack and Bob Graham, who were the, the odd couple from Florida. Yeah, they were super good friends. And they, they were never um, against one another. You know, you didn't see kind of rancor being tossed at one another. And, and I don't think you're ever going to hear that from Shelley Capito. I think that she um, is not a flamethrower. She's not interested in that. And, and in that way, I mean, there's a theme here. And that's that these West Virginians um, coming at politics from a different way, but both coming up through the political system here, are middle ground people. And I think that that serves here.
0: I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Jay Rockefeller because I I, I feel bad. You know, this is somebody who, um, is, you know you know served alongside Bird for so many years, but. Um, you know, I mean, he was a Rockefeller. <laughs> you know, like, you know, he, he came to the state uh, as a Vista volunteer, stayed, got into politics, was a governor before he was a senator, um, and hard to miss, too. I mean, he's almost six foot 10. Um, and, uh, and you know, when he retired, that's when Shelley uh, Moore Capito uh, ran for the Senate and, and took his seat. But he, uh, you know, was, as you said, I mean, he coming from, from New York, you know he he was uh, you know probably had some of his own ideas, and in West Virginia seemed to shape him more as as he uh, progressed in his politics and became more of a moderate um, than than a liberal per se. Um, so I'm thank you for for mentioning him, uh, and uh, I, d- I didn't mean to neglect him. But it's just Bird cast such a shadow <laughs> uh, over you know so many so many decades of of the of the state's politics. Um. I, I'm curious. In the not, I mean, we. I, I love talking about the Senate. I, I feel like we should talk a little bit about the House too, and it, just because you know this may, this may you know leach into Senate politics eventually. Uh, the state's going to lose a seat uh, in this round of redistricting. Uh, it'll set off a, a bit of a scramble. Uh, it's an all Republican House delegation, and uh, you know they'll need to redefine the lines. Uh, where where do you see that going? What kind of power struggles do you think do you think we will see some of these questions about what does it mean to be a Republican? What does it mean to be a Republican in West Virginia? Um, you know, some of these identities, as you said, are kind of fluid. The, the governor Jim Justice is a Republican and was a Democrat <laughs> uh, the first time he ran. So is, is it? Do you are you anticipating you know in, from your you know spot in in West Virginia um, journalism like that this will be a, a real debate. Over over the future of 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 politics and and how what it means to be a Republican there.
1: I I don't think that this Congression our congressional representation in terms of party affiliation is going to shift. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter even with this redistricting. I mean, who will step up into these places and spaces, and how that will shake out? I mean, I I have some. I have some personal thoughts about, about where I think this would go, but in general, i'm 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 hoping that with this congressional delegation that you will see some new generation um, mm-hmm. folks here in West Virginia kind of move into the field here and and step up. I mean, you you have an undercurrent here of younger and more progressive people. I feel, you know, maybe not entirely progressive in the way that we would use that in Washington. But I do believe that there are younger people here who are less conservative and probably more freer thinking. And you see that emergence here. I mean, it's, it's hard to peg because West Virginia is one of those states where we're losing population. And we have an aging population. But then you have an undercurrent of, of dug-in people who are in their 20s and early 30s who are like, no, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to do it my way. And I I think they are, I think they lean more Democrat than they do Republican. But the question is, do they even vote? And will they even vote? And will this even matter to them? But I see West Virginia sort of shape-shifting in a way. Um, I think that this generation largely doesn't identify with political norms here. You know, what does it mean to be a West Virginia Republican? Well, I think a lot of those younger generations um, don't approve of the most recent iteration of the Republican Party. Um, But what they are and what they stand for is yet to be determined. Um, They're not D.C. progressives, per se. I hope I'm answering a little bit here.
0: Andrea, uh, thank you so much for talking to Political Theater today.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate that
0: i G-